boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is talking greyhounds. Here's Simone Fisher. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Talking Greyhounds. Trent Mason held it with you on this Saturday morning, joined as I am each and every week by Simone Fisher. G'day, Simone. How are you? Good morning, Trent. Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. Um, good to see some spring weather has finally hit us and, um, gee, some good spring racing again. Yeah, hopefully we have a fine evening on Monday night as well. We've got the RSN 927 Silver Bullet and the Hume Cup. Before that, though, plenty to discuss. Who's on today's show? Well, today we've got Tom Daly ahead of a Monday night's Hume Cup final and also trainer Matt Height, who celebrated two extraordinary wins at Warrigal this week after suffering a life-changing stroke a couple of years ago. Yeah, really looking forward to that. Uh, a really good feel-good story during the week. Uh, what's been making news during the week? Well, it's old news now, but the Top Gun, um, we saw a terrific victory from Poke the Bear, who finally cracked a Group 1, and also Champagne Sally, who led all the way to win the Top Gun Stayers. Um, ironically, not one Victorian filled a place in the Top Gun Stayers final. The winner was from Queensland, and the two place getters from New South Wales. But um, a top run from Champagne Sally, and an enormous run from Ebby Ripper to run third. We spoke to his trainer, Michael Eberrand, last week on the show, but um, he just gets so far back. He always has so much work to do, but... It was an eye-catching run. Uphill Jill, she didn't win back-to-back Top Guns, but she also ran third, which is a great achievement 12 months on. Um, you know, and we heard from David last week as well that, you know, she's probably not where she was 12 months ago, but that indicated she's not too far off. So Yeah, it'll be um, interesting to see how, how much longer she continues to race for. We saw Striker Light retired recently. I wonder if uh, the arch-rival Uphill Jill will follow her. Uh, into retirement shortly. Uh, we also had the Heats of the Hume Cup. Of course, five Heats of the Hume Cup were run um, with the final Monday night. So Andrea Daly, like we've heard, has got two greyhounds engaged and we'll hear more from Tom shortly. And Neo Cleo, the recent Terrelgan track record holder, is likely to start the favourite. Uh, the RSN Silver Bullet will also be run with Poke the Bear jumping from box six, Hasten slowly from box one, Orson Allen ran a 29-18 at Sandown on Thursday night and Uphill Jill's in that amongst others. So almost a like I think Marg Long has mentioned, almost like another Top Gun. It's um, an absolutely outstanding field. And Hasten Slowly, drawn on the red, um, very well suited from that box. And this Greyhound has run second in three Group 1 finals, including the Top Gun last week. So <laughs> who knows? Maybe the red box might help this Greyhound get out and um, claim a Group 1 finally. Yeah, racing very oh, consistently. Not a group one. Sorry, it's group three, but um, claim a group race. Yeah, uh, the action's hot on the track on Monday night, but there's also plenty of entertainment off it. I'm looking to the, forward to the cup and saucer ride, you know, the old Disneyland promos, yeah, and I've it. actually done that in Disneyland. So have I. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, really good. They just have lots of fun activities for kids, um, basketball things and face painting and you name it. So it's always a great night for families at the um, Hume Cup final night. We had Shepparton with five heats of the Northern Districts Cup on Monday. They did. The final is worth $25,000 to the winner tonight. Ballarat are also racing tonight with that shift from the meadow. So a great field there at Shepparton. Um, another star chaser in the making, I think, Trent, we saw at the Meadows on Wednesday. Dolly Mack uh, won a city debut in 29.77. We don't see that too often, do mm. we? So we mentioned this, I think, on last week's show. There's so many promising youngsters on the scene at the moment, Black Opium and Dolly Mack and uh, a few others as well. So it's an exciting time. We've obviously got Tornado Tears and Rip and Sam are the, the stars 
from a distance point of view. They're off the scene at the moment, but there's plenty of uh, youngsters coming through to fill that void. Sure is, and she recorded a 5.07 early, so that's uh, pretty impressive for her first start on a city track, a circle, and um, only her third start overall. She had one at Ballarat and Shepparton in good time there. The shootout will be held next Thursday at Sandown. Nominations close on Monday at 11am. Geelong Cup winner Aston Kermetto will be nominated, and after his brilliant Geelong Cup win, last to first victory, he's probably... I think you could almost say he's going to start favourite now. This type of race will suit him down to the ground because he isn't great at box rise, but um, with a bit of luck in running, he seems to make his own luck as well and finds a way with only three other dogs to contend with. um, I think he will be a big chance. We also had the President's Cup at sale. That was won by Garrido. My best bet for the night, for the week was Marcello, who ran second, um, beaten 0.02 of a length. <laughs> and Garrido also won at Sandown on Thursday night. Um, so plenty happening around the tracks, Trent, and this week and just the spring carnival, just some great racing, great young, great young greyhounds. Let's go and have a chat to Tom Daly. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. Talking Greyhounds is presented by the Group 1 Hume Cup. The carnival comes to the Meadows on Cup Eve with loads of free family fun and free entry. The Meadows, home of the Group 1 Hume Cup, this Monday night. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And Monday night at the Meadows, it is the Hume Cup final. $75,000 going to the winner. And Andrea Daly has two greyhounds engaged, also a reserve. But uh, Tom Daly joins us this morning. Good morning, Tom. Yeah, how are you going, Simone? Oh, I'm good. How are these greyhounds? Number three, Dinah Yeza, and number six, Lila Bale. How did they pull up after their heat runs? Yeah, good. Yeah, they're fine. They're ready to go for Monday. Lila Bale, we'll start with her. She's in box six, but um, an enormous run from her. A 32, 34.02, only a couple of lengths outside of Dinah Double One's track record there. Did she surprise you? Not really, no. She can. She just has, has a huge motor. It's just a, um, she gets into trouble in the races a lot, but if she gets a clear run, she can run any sort of time. She's, like I said, she's got a huge motor. She had a fall at the Meadows over this trip a couple of starts ago. Um, it must have been pleasing to see her win in the fashion that she did. Uh, obviously, her confidence hasn't taken too much of a beating. No, it might have knocked some sense into it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. That's <laughs> fine. And, uh, uh, yeah, it didn't worry her, so, yeah, yeah she's, she's, she's fine. She jumped from box five. I don't know your theory at the Meadows, Tom, but behind the 600 boxes there, sometimes um, if a greyhound begins well and it's drawn in the middle boxes, do you think it gets a clearer run than drawn on the red? Um, yeah, I agree with that a bit. It's, it's just uh, that turn is quite uh, sharp, and so basically you need to really get out and get a clear run early because uh, you, you do get into a lot of trouble with, with dogs around you. So hopefully one of them, can, Yezza or Lila, can get out clean and see what happens. Lila's drawn box six, uh, the only box that she hasn't won from in her career, and she has had 19 career wins. But from a terrific litter, Fernando Bale's out of Searle Bale, um, a sister to Mossimo Bale and also Hecton Bale. So she really deserves to win a group race, you would think? Um, with her ability, yeah, she, she does deserve to win one of them. So, um, like I said, she's got the ability to win Monday. It's just a matter of how she gets out. Is box six a concern um, for you, for you, Tom? Not really. It's just it depends. 
um, what foxes don't really matter to, matter to her. It's just how she gets out and whether she can get on the bunny. And that's it, isn't it? Because she can be very hit or miss. And I mean, she absolutely flew out on Saturday night um, and ran that, uh, if I look at my form guide, 887. I mean, if she does that again, I don't think anything's going to pick her up. No, that's right. But uh, like I said, said, she's very sort of hit and miss from boxes. So uh, we'll just have to see. But if she, if she lobs on the bunny, she'd be very hard to beat. Dinah Yezza, he jumps from box three. Um, he chased really hard throughout this and uh, down the straight. Gee, it was a, a terrific battle between him and Neo Cleo. Yeah, well, Neo Cleo is a very good dog. and well, she, She's probably, once the Hume Cup's finished, she's probably destined to head over 700. So she's strong. So uh, we'll just see how she goes Monday and then probably step her up in distance. And out of Zylia Allen, I mean, she's um, also very well bred, a yeah, very well bred greyhound. Yeah. Good form this trip as well, Tom. Um, she's had eight starts for four wins and three placings and looks suitably drawn in box three. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's drawn nicely. And uh, um, like I said, she's strong, so if she can get uh, some sort of clear running in the race and uh, a bit of luck in them, she might be there thereabouts at the end. Tom, do you think she's up to this sort of class of race? Oh, definitely. Yeah, without a doubt. She's got the, the pace of Neo Cleo on her outside. Um do you think that's going to bother her at all? Um, it just depends how where she uh, lobs in the field. Like she's won a 600 metre race there, coming home in 12:17, which you'd be happy to uh, run 12:17 coming home over 500. And if she can bend that over uh, 600, if she gets a clear run, um, she'll be coming home like an absolute train. So, it, 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 like I said, like in most greyhound races, if you get a clear run, you're a chance of winning. So. Uh, she's, she's got the ability to win, but it just depends uh, what sort of run she gets. Well, that might be um, the bet there, Trent. Dinah Yeza, very good confident. Value. From the, yeah, yeah, good very, value. And very, com- very good value. And confident from the trainer. Hey, Tom, the other feature on the night is the RSN 927 Silver Bullet at Group 3 level at 9 minutes to 9, and you've got Dinah Patty engaged here from box number 8. What do you make of her chances? Um, she got out beautifully the, um, last week um, in the uh, major race in the Meadows on Sunday night, but... Uh, I, to be honest, I prefer her off the track. Um, she doesn't really like to get crowded too much, as seen by the way she raced last Saturday. So out there, it suited better, I, I, I think. But um, her form, she hasn't won a race for a while, but her form's been good. She's just uh, just hasn't had a, a lot of luck in her races. So um, going out there, hopefully she can keep, keep get a clear run and keep away from the other dogs and uh, um, hopefully shows that hopefully she can win. There's a lot of um, fingers crossed here for some good starts from these greyhounds, the three bitches you've got in the features on Monday night. So we'll be looking out for them, Tom. Uh, best of luck. Good on you. Thanks, Mike. Once making news around the kennels. And away. Walking the walk from the inside, jump well, and the favourite straight through to lead, settling over Zoena's legacy, out fast, Symphonic Gold, and they're followed by Midnight Marzi, getting right through on the inside. She's threatening danger, followed then by Dashing Dino. A break, Leopard's Town viewing, and last, Dr. Eleonora. As they wheel, it's walking the walk, the leader. Gave a bit of a kick, two and a half to Midnight Marzi. It's walking the walk, clear up the straight. What a fairy tale, this. Walking the walk for Matty Height, won it by a length, Dashing Dino. Third, the inside, Leopard's Town. And joining us now is a trainer of Walk in the Walk, Matt Height. Matt, can you tell us what those 26 seconds felt like on Monday night? Oh, it was amazing. It was a, a long time coming. It was something I didn't know I'd ever be able to do again, but it was certainly felt like a great achievement. It was fantastic. 
an absolutely wonderful achievement. And Matt, without getting too emotional about all this, um, just your backstory yep. briefly. Two years ago on Father's Day, um, you were 44 years old at the time and you suffered a massive stroke. Um, yep. So your prognosis wasn't good at the time, was it? No. Uh, I was sort of, uh, I was put into an induced coma and I woke up in one ash hospital missing half my head because I had a brain surgery to relieve the pressure and and I was paralysed down my left side and I was basically told I'd never be able to walk again and and uh, at that time, I was told I most likely was going to die. So, so that that win on Monday night, um, it just it must still seem surreal for you. And then you backed it up with a win again on Thursday night at Warrigal. Does the feeling is it still like a fairy tale to you? Yeah, it's fantastic. I've watched the videos that many times. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Yep. Um, so with this greyhound walking the walk, or chief of his, as he's known around the kennel, um, your yep. best mate Clint Anderson, who people know from the track, Clint, he's the photographer um, from Blue Stream Pictures there, he gave yep. you the dog, didn't he? Because he could see you were struggling and he just said, look, take this dog, I'll put it in your name, you can train it. I don't want you to have the stress of training for an owner. Um, and can you tell us how that helped you along? Definitely, yeah. Well, at the time, you know, I was, I'd only just got home from the hospital and I was um, struggling a bit with depression and, you know, having trouble getting out of bed in the morning because I had nothing to do. And it was always a battle because, you know, I had to have someone help me get dressed and transferring me wheelchair. It was all a real battle. So I used to just want to lay in bed and not get up. So um, when I got the dog back, you know, everyone noticed a big difference in my attitude and, and, and just uh, I was out of bed and up feeding me dogs every morning and it just made me much happier. Matt, further to that, can you try and explain or put it into to words um, just how therapeutic being around the dogs has been for you in terms of not only, I suppose, your, your physical rehabilitation but also from a mental yep. point of view, just being around a, such a loving animal? Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. I've, I've always got a dog beside me. I've, I've usually got one of my dogs inside the house as a pet as well, so... I love them to death. They're fantastic. And all the dogs I've ever had, I've bred, bred nearly all of them, so I've got a special bond with them. With your wife and two boys who are now 11 and 12 years old, I mean, I can't even begin to imagine how hard it's been for them as well, um, not only yep. seeing you the way that you've been and you've been suffering, but just um, the everyday life of getting to school, getting the groceries done, paying the bills. How are they, with the greyhounds, did they see that as a, a big positive for you as well? Yeah, definitely. And they give me a fair bit of help too. The boys come up and help feed with me and um, and they come out when I go to the sitting track and give them a run and things like that. So they're a good help. They love it. Matt, what's been the biggest change since the, since the incident? What's been the biggest change to your lifestyle? Well, one of the biggest things is uh, anyone who's got a brain injury like me is, is fatigue. You just get so tired. It's just crazy. Like they, It's um, incredibly hard to get out and do things during the day because I just feel like my batteries run out and I've just got to go home and rest. It's just that's, that's probably the biggest battle. And Matt, for any greyhound trainer, an able-bodied person, greyhounds can be very challenging on all different levels of <laughs> trying to make sure they chase, entering them in the right race, um, you know, injuries and all that, and just getting out and yep. working the greyhounds every morning. You mentioned yep. that you still need help getting dressed. Um, can you yep. just tell us how 
you actually get out and are able to find an exercise regime for the greyhounds and who helps you do that? Yeah, sure. I um, I have a carer most days that comes and helps me to move around and do things and takes me in the street and things I've got to do and, and she likes the dogs too, so she comes up and helps me feed sometimes. And um, As far as exercise, then my, I've got a... I'm lucky on 50 acres here, so I've got a fairly decent-sized slipping track here I've built myself a long time ago. But I've had a lot of issues because I go down there a little bit and get bogged in my wheelchair to sink. <laughs> so I've, this is the process of, of getting a four-wheel drive wheelchair so I can do it a bit easier. Oh, well, with the stake money that you've made this week. I was going to say, yeah, just keep winning races, <laughs> yeah. mate, and you'll have that paid off in no time. Yep. Are the greyhounds happy to walk beside the wheelchair with you? Yeah, they've gotten used to it. Yeah. So getting to trials and uh, just all that type oh, of yeah, thing. I rely on my dad a lot for that. He helps me a fair bit with that sort of stuff. Do you feel... He's been a trainer for years himself. That's Ken Height, isn't it? Yeah. Your dad, Ken. Um, do you feel that the Greyhound community has just been, well, this week in particular, just been so supportive for you and of oh, you? Absolutely. I um, never used to be in a social media at all, but... When I was stuck in hospital for seven months, it was sort of my only connection with the outside world. So I've joined the message and I went on the Facebook and I've got received that many messages from people. Just big trainers as well, like Robbie Britton and um, Ash Terry and a few others just ringing up, uh, getting on to me and congratulating me and, and egging me on, Terry Morris and a few others. It's been fantastic. They, they, everyone supports me so much. How hard has it been to stay motivated, Matt? Um, even though you've had the dogs there every day and they've given you a reason to get out of bed, how hard, though, has it been to stay motivated? Uh, I'm a pretty stubborn sort of a person, so I've <laughs> always been pretty motivated. I've always uh, get out and try my best to try and improve because I know there's only one way to get out of this wheelchair and that's just to keep working hard. So I get out and I sort of exhaust myself every day doing things. Matt, we've paid a lot of credit to the, the dogs in terms of your rehabilitation and, and getting back on yep. track and, and so forth, but I suppose uh, it'd be fair to say your family's been an enormous support. Absolutely, yep. When it started out with Dad when I was in uh, hospital when I came home. He was inventing things to help me exercise. Like He, he made this sort of like a little exercise bike, cut off of a, a kid's BMX and set it out on my deck and I'd sit in my wheelchair and pedal and things like that. There's always wow. there's always inventing new things to help me get moving. Wow. That's great. So your goal now, Matt, um, is to be able to walk your greyhounds to the boxes and handle them? Absolutely. When I saw the photo of you on the track on Monday night after that win, yep. standing up there with your boys and your wife next to you, and I think your dad was in the photo as well with the greyhound. Yep. Do you, does that seem like it's not a pipe dream anymore? Do you feel that that's actually, it's not going to take that long to happen? It'll take a while, but I'll, I'll get there. I so guess, like, sorry. There's a drug support site. I talk to people in America that have been through what I've been through and, they, and I see their progress and what they're doing. There's one guy, he's out jogging and everything again, but it's been eight years, so I mean, it might take me a while longer yet, but I'll get there. Yeah, the other thing that I find difficult is... You're not very much older than me at all. Um, we're actually the same age at the moment. I know you've got a birthday coming yep. up. And that's what it hits home. You just think, goodness me, how would I go in my everyday life? And I guess it's just so random. You were a policeman um, before the accident yeah, too. And That's one of the things I really struggled with because I was always so active. 
Like I um, just before I had my stroke, I'd renovated my house by myself and built a motorhome and took my kids on a big holiday and and I was there every morning and every night working with my greyhounds and I was on the go all the time. I was always very active and I was fit and healthy and it's just one of those mm. random things that come out of nowhere and knock me to six. Yeah, uh, I can't even begin to imagine, Matt. I'm not even going to try because it just must. Yeah be at times and have been like a living hell. But, look, it's just been a tremendous feel-good story for the industry, um, for yourself, and everyone's yep. just so pleased. And to get two winners in the week, I mean, things things look like they're looking up slightly. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Well, it's been wonderful having you on Talking Greyhounds this morning, Matt. You, I can sit, ha- hear in your voice that you do sound like you're getting tired, so we will leave it there. But, look, all the success to you coming going forward. I just um, really hope that... You know, you can achieve that goal of walking to the boxes. We'd love to see you doing it. Yeah, I'll get there one day. It's just going to take a while, I think. Yeah, patience. Good on you, Matt. Thanks again, mate. All right, thanks, Trent. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. Talking Greyhounds is presented by the Group 1 Hume Cup. The carnival comes to the Meadows on Cup Eve with loads of free family fun and free entry. The Meadows, home of the Group 1 Hume Cup, this Monday night. It's the expert pick, Simone's Run of the Week. Plenty of highlights during the week, Simone. How did you go finding a run of the week? Well, Dolly Mack, I think she deserves it. Trent, a 29.77 at only her third start and city debut. Hard to disagree. A dog to follow? Time to talk. Uh, well, last week's Dog to Follow, Time to Talk, raced at Sandown Thursday night and ran second at its city debut. And Dog to Follow this week, obviously Dolly Mack, but also Juniper Pearl, who ran a 34.10 at its first 5.95 at Sandown. Raced on Thursday night over the same trip and won in 34.24. It's also run at 29.38 at Sandown over the short. So look out for Juniper Pearl as well. What's your best bet across the weekend? Race 7, number 6 at Shepparton tonight. RU um, has a vacant box on its inside and having its 28th start over this 450-metre trip has had 9 wins and 15 placings around this track. So it looks a good chance, I think. And uh, what's coming up? Obviously, the Northern Districts Cup at Shepparton tonight that we've mentioned, the shootout Thursday at Sandown, the last of the Melbourne Cup preludes next week at Sandown and also the Hume Cup and RSN Silver Bullet Monday night. Good stuff, Simone. We're out of time. Thanks for coming in. We'll do this all again next week. Yes, and until then, you you keep those tails wagging. We'll be uploading the best of today's Talking Greyhounds to rsn.net.au.